Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Greeny with Mike Greenberg, the podcast. All right, Greeny with you, presented by Progressive Insurance. I, I'm, I am taken aback at something that was just sent to me from a tweet. I'm Guys, I'm changing up what we were going to do here. Uh, and with the assembled members of the hashtag crew around, I think everyone is going to find this fascinating. Bubba, no one more so than you as a Cowboy fan, but everyone is going to find this fascinating. So I apologize, I don't know how to pronounce his name. Is it John Machota or John Machota, Makota, whoever it is, someone who covers the Cowboys, just tweeted something that Troy Aikman said on the radio in Dallas this morning. Listen to this, Bubs. Troy Aikman said, if the Cowboys win Sunday... You start asking the question, do we put Dak back in? Considering what they've been able to do and how they've been able to win games with Cooper Rush, I think that becomes a real question the organization has to answer. Troy Aikman said that. I believe this is this morning on DFW The Ticket. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm just looking at this tweet that was just sent to me. That That is quite a surprising thing. Aikman then went on and added a little more color to this this is interesting he said um i hope we he he, he he said i went through this back in 1991 here's the important part when steve burline came in won the last five games of the regular season and i was ready to play jimmy meaning johnson stayed with steve in the postseason and i wasn't happy about it i don't think there were questions within the organization as far as who was the future for the franchise but those became hard questions and it's the only position it probably happens at If they're winning and they win a big road game against Philadelphia, I could see where there is some pause. And you say, well, how exactly do we handle this? And I don't know. In no way I can see it now. The headlines, that's not what I'm saying at all. Dak is the quarterback of this franchise. I love the guy. And they're better with Dak at quarterback. But the team is playing good football right now. So there's Troy. You hear from the end of that that he understands the magnitude of what he's saying and that he, of all people, to say it. There's literally no person including Tony Romo or, I don't know, Roger Staubach. I mean, there's literally no person alive who's saying that is going to be a bigger deal than Troy Aikman saying it. So, Bubba, let me throw it to you as a Cowboy fan. If Cooper Rush plays well, I'm not saying he throws for 496 yards and and beats the Eagles because I think that feels really low on the list of things that might happen. But if he plays another good game and he throws for 200 yards and two touchdowns and doesn't turn it over and the Cowboys win in Philadelphia, will you as a fan say to yourself, we should leave him out there? You know, I think I've, I'm, I'm on board with that at this point. I think I'm okay with Cooper Rush playing until he loses. I think he can, he can keep playing until he loses a game. And if he wins... 12 straight then he can keep playing. I don't I don't I don't see a reason to take him out if he's winning. If he wins this week against the Eagles, he wins the following week. If he win, if he keeps winning, I don't I'm fine with him playing. I 
I would be perfectly fine with him continuing to play if he keeps winning and Dak can can sit. If he loses, then it's time to put Dak in. It's such a fascinating dynamic. We haven't heard from Nuno really much on the show today. What do you think of this? I think it's just a dangerous game that you end up playing, right? Because let's say they do beat the Eagles. Then you have the Lions and the Bears next. So you're just like, all right, well, he should beat those teams. Like Cooper Rush should beat those teams. So at what point do does Dak start looking at Jerry and his head coaches and the coaches sideways? We're like, hey, I'm ready. Why I'm not playing? Or like his teammates. Like you can't. Once Dak is ready to go, you're paying him too much money. He is as of nice of a story as Cooper Rush is now, you're not winning a Super Bowl with Cooper Rush. You might, the way they're playing now, you might be able to win it with Dak. So, and if that's the ultimate goal, then it has to be Dak. This is remarkable to me that Troy said this. Why do you have that look on your face, Hembo? Because I think it's outrageous. The Cowboys haven't gone 4-0 the last four games because of Cooper Rush. The offense has scored seven touchdowns in four games. The reason the Cowboys are 4-0 in their last four games is because they might have an all-time great defense. Cooper Rush isn't playing linebacker. He's just majoring in turnover avoidance. When Dak Prescott is ready, Dak Prescott earns $40 million a year. Cooper Rush earns less than one. The idea that you would keep Dak Prescott on the bench because the defense is carrying the Cowboys to winning is like all-time weird analysis to me. Like I understand the idea of not upsetting the apple cart and the team is winning. They are categorically not winning because of him. That's crazy talk. That 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 is true. You know, I'm I'm the one and I pointed this out after the fact. I'm the one who said that Cooper Rush is the MVP of the league and I said that in a much larger in the context of a much larger thought and conversation and then what gets clipped and put up on all the websites and everything is Greeny says Cooper Rush is the MVP of the league and I sound like an idiot because that would be an idiotic thing to say except it's not. Because what Cooper Rush has done is buy time for Dak Prescott to really be fully healthy. What was going to happen is that after they lose week one, they were then going to lose a couple more games because Cooper Rush was going to be awful. And Dak was going to have to race back the way Russell Wilson did and Drew Brees did before their thumbs were fully ready. And one of two things were going to happen. Either A, Dak was going to play badly and your season would be over. Or B, worse, Dak was going to re-injure the finger, and now it probably costs him the season. So what, what's unimaginably valuable is that Cooper Rush has kept you from having to do that, buying them the luxury of time and buying them the luxury of letting Dak get back to fully 100% healthy, where the thumb is no, at no more risk of being seriously injured than it was before the injury took place in the first place. That, that, that's what he has bought them. And that's what I think they're doing. I, I believe, I can't swear to this, but I believe if they had lost three of the four games they've played, he'd be playing Sunday night. I believe Dak would be playing Sunday night. So that's what this has already bought them. I don't know. Here's what I'll say. I don't know Troy well, but I know him well enough to know he's a smart guy. Troy knows that him saying this on the radio Absolutely. is going to get a lot of attention. Mm. He's not... Um, He's not saying that, and, and then he's, he's not going to come out later and say, oh, I, I can't believe people are making a big deal out of this. He knows he's Troy Aikman. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, when you're Troy Aikman, you know you're Troy Aikman. So Troy Aikman saying that is not the same thing as me saying it or anybody else. Like, even if Romo said it, and Romo, I think, is, you know, he's at the very, 
very top right now of, of sort of respected analysts and all that kind of stuff. But Romo also was the guy that Dak displaced. So people would, if he said that, people might even look at it and say, well, Romo still feels a certain kind of way because he took his job, blah, blah, blah. He had his job taken away. Uh, Troy Aikman does none of that. Troy Aikman was long retired and in the Hall of Fame and doing great work in broadcasting long before. The point I'm trying to make here is I don't think Troy is looking for a headline. I don't think Troy is trying to get clicks for anybody. I think Troy is telling you what he thinks. And the fact that he thinks that is remarkable to me. I'm looking at the quote again, and the specific line, how they've been able to win games with Cooper Rush, stands out to me. The reason it stands out to me is because during those four games, the Cowboys' offense has punted 21 times and scored seven touchdowns. That isn't a strategy. The Cowboys are winning games in spite of their offense and in spite of Cooper Rush playing offense. The one thing he has done well is avoid turnovers. He has not had one. There is real value in that. But you don't win championships majoring in turnover avoidance. At some point, you have to make plays. So I don't think anyone is talking about Dak uh, not coming back at all. But I do think Bubba's thing, I'm going to tell a story that, is not related to this in any way. By the way, uh, let me mention very quickly, we all know the game isn't over till it's over. So next time your car breaks down, don't call it quits. Head to eBay Motors. They have 122 million parts to take your call into overtime. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. A very long time ago, we were doing Mike and Mike, and Bob Knight, the legendary basketball coach, came on. And he's on, and we were, like, he liked us. And so he would joke around with us. He would never say anything serious. Like, if you asked him a serious question, he would not give you an answer. But he loved joking around about stuff. And so I was asking him, you know, what would you use Golik to do if he was playing basketball for him? And he said, he's going to be in there mixing it up in the paint. He can get offensive rebounds. And if he gets an offensive rebound, he can put it up again, and he can keep shooting till he misses one. Once he misses one... The, the time he misses the first one, then the next offensive rebound you get, you're passing it to somebody else. You can keep shooting until you miss one. And I think that that's what it made me think of when Bubba said what he just said. Like, I understand that Cooper Rush is not the reason they're winning these games. But there is sort of something to be said for just kind of keep doing it until it stops working. And when it stops working, which it will, they're not going to go 16-1, and one, then you put Dak back. So what do you tell Dak Prescott when he's – Fully cleared in the meantime. We're staying with the hot. I don't know. I mean, that's the thing. There's a psychological piece to this that I, look, Dak Prescott isn't being displaced. You just said it. He makes forty million dollars. They're not taking his job away. That's not on the list of ho- options. Troy said it. He knew he was the future of the Cowboys even when Steve Berline took his job. But you stay with the hot hand. You, you ride it a little bit, and then and then you go back to what you know is your real deal. I understand what you're saying. I mean, I think it's also Dak versus the other 52. I mean, because it seems like the other 52 seem to be pretty happy with Cooper Rush right now. If they're happy with him winning right now, what what are their thoughts on it, too? Would, would it upset the locker? You know, I, I think there's something to that, too. I, would they want to switch to the hot hand and go back to Dak right now? I, I, th- I think they might want to see the hot hand, too. It's a crazy story. Well, real quick, what's going to happen when Dak does come back and they lose a couple games? Well, that's so, the thing. So, that's uh, why I think uh, you want to keep keep him, save him until he's absolutely 100%. There's no reason to rush him back and let Cooper keep playing until he's ready. Now, Bob, uh, but, but, Nuno, you make a good point. If they bring him back and they lose a game or two, now what seems like nonsense at this moment 
all of a sudden picks up steam, which is, hey, we were winning with that guy, and now we put back this guy and we're not winning, and that becomes a conversation. Now, this is fascinating to me. I'm, I'm really... I'm glad that was sent to me. I, literally, as I was coming out of a break, I didn't get to any of the things I planned to. That's good news because I got a ton on the hopper next. Uh, after I remind you, there are so many podcasts out right now. It takes a team of people to bring them together, whether you're hiring for a podcast or for your growing business. One place makes that easy, and that place is ZipRecruiter. You can try it free at ZipRecruiter.com slash Greeny. Back in a moment on ESPN Radio. Greeny, the podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Greeny today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Greeny, G-R-E-E-N-Y. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Ready to go right now. Green Light, Green Light. with Greeny. Right, before I get to something that I found incredibly funny, uh, let me give Hembo a quick green light here. There's two things from baseball I want to get into, as the NLDSs are now both knotted up at a game apiece after San Diego and Atlanta won yesterday. The American League series will continue today. I haven't checked the weather here. I, it was supposed to rain. T- is it still supposed to rain tonight here in New York? Do you know? Anyone have that in front of them? We'll, we'll look that up. It does uh, look like it's going to come down pretty good all Hard, night. right? Yes, yeah, yeah. weather's bad. So I hope that they can play tonight in the Bronx. We'll see. Um, and then, uh, of course, the Manor is at Houston, so the game two is in the AL. I want to have a moment here about Clayton Kershaw. So I, I want to try and put into perspective the Clayton Kershaw story um, and use other sports as the way to do so. Clayton Kershaw, Hembo, you tell me if I'm overstating this. Okay. 
what, what, what would be described as the modern era of Major League Baseball? The modern era is since uh, 1900. The live ball era is since 1920. Those are the two standards we usually use. Okay. So I, I'm not going to go back quite that far. Let's say since World War II. Okay. Let, let's say Major League Baseball starting the, a comparatively modern era of Major League Baseball would be late 40s, integration, uh, you know, the 50s, all that, the players that, that people today are familiar with, not Rogers Hornsby, mm. but, you know, going back as far as the Willie Mazes and the great pitchers of, of those times. Where does Clayton Kershaw's regular season numbers, where do his regular season numbers put him in the pantheon of best pitchers since World War II? At the very top of any credible list. So think about every single pitcher to debut in the last 100 years. Everyone. Clayton Kershaw is the only one of them, at least the only one of them that started, that was considered a starting pitcher, that owns a career ERA under two and a half. We're talking about thousands of starting pitchers. His career ERA is 2.48. No one else can say that. So let's be clear. Sandy Koufax, the people that we think of the greatest, Tom Seaver, Randy Johnson, Pedro Martinez, uh, Jim Palmer, I mean, whoever else you want to mention as the back. Like, who else is in that? Do you happen to have a list in front of you? Like, who else right have the lowest? Who, who are next? Uh, Steve Carlton. I'm thinking about the guys in my youth who are so great. Nolan Ryan. Um, well, who are the legendary pitchers before that? Like, like, like who, who, who are the names that are on this list that he's ahead of? I'll pull it up right now. So the, the point is he's that good. This is, t- t- let's use a, a football analogy. Like, this is Unitas. This is Montana. This is Brady. That, that's what this guy is in the regular season. He's the best of the best. You have the numbers in front of you? Yes, I'm looking at names like Whitey Ford, Sandy Koufax, Jim Palmer, Tom Seaver, Bob Gibson, Juan Marichal, Pedro Martinez, oh, so there you Don Drysdale, So, 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 so it's that, that's the list. Right. That's the list. And Kershaw's at the top of it. And then he gets in the playoffs. Now, none of those guys, Martinez did, but none of the guys who, whose careers were a little earlier played the, the same number of playoff games. All right? they, they just weren't the levels of, of postseason that there was. But for whatever it's worth, his postseason numbers, where do they put him? At the very bottom of practically every list. I can demonstrate that. So yesterday was the eighth, the eighth time in Clayton Kershaw's postseason career in which these things happened. His team lost... He got 15 or fewer outs, and he allowed three or more runs in a start. That's the eighth time. No one else has more than six. Clayton Kershaw has more notable, famous, blow-up games in the postseason than any all-time, than any pitcher that ever lived. So it's, it's so hard to understand. Like, why does that happen? It has to be psychological, right? It's not just about the stepping up of competition that you're facing, because that's true of every single person that you would have mentioned on this list. And and all of those guys that you just mentioned, I mean, Sandy Koufax has legendary games in the World Series. Jim Palmer, legendary postseason games. Bob Gibson, legendary World Series games. Who else did you say? Was Whitey on the Ford. List Whitey Ford, legendary. So all these guys, one of the reasons we think of them as so great. Baseball is still more a regular season sport than any other. But one of the reasons that we remember those guys the way we do is because they were so big in the biggest moments. And, and Kershaw's been the exact opposite. I mean, by one metric, just think about what Hembo just told you. There's a way of making an argument that he is the best pitcher of the last 100 years in the regular season and the worst in the playoffs. Best 
worst. That is as stark a juxtaposition as you could ever have, and I don't understand it. I mean, I, I really don't. It's You know what? I hate it. I hate it because he owns it. I think he stands up to it. He doesn't hide from it. He doesn't make excuses. Uh, you correct me if I'm missing anything, but everything I've ever seen in him, he's a great guy and a stand-up guy, and he, he wears it, and it just, it just is going to follow him. It, it, it is him. Look, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Don't get me wrong. But this, I think, is going to be an enormous part of his legacy, and it's, it's tough. So what is this like? like I want to try and compare him, this, to something else. I can't. At the beginning of Peyton Manning's career, and by the beginning, I mean like the first seven or eight years, there was the book on him was that he was terrible in the playoffs. They lost their first three. Peyton lost his first three playoff games. One of them was 41 nothing to the Jets. Um, and there's no question that the belief on him was – He's so great in the regular season, and he's not great in the playoffs. And he kept losing to Belichick's Patriots and all the rest of that. Um, But, of course, he overcame that and won a Super Bowl and wound up winning a lot of playoff games. Um, I I believe that his performance in the regular season is greater than his performance in the postseason, but he's certainly not the worst postseason quarterback ever. I mean, not even close. So th- this would be like, I don't even know what. I-, I don't even want to attach names to it. I can't think of anyone like it. Can you? No, because the gravity of this player in the regular season is off the charts as we just demonstrated. Like He is the Michael Jordan of the pitch- of pitchers of the last 100 years. Right. He's unbelievably good. And then in the playoffs, he's, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to say a terrible thing about someone now. Who's, who's a player we can say was terrible in the NBA? If he was Michael Jordan in the regular season, then who was he in the playoffs? I mean, just name a really bad player. I don't want to do that to somebody. Here's a, here's a good comp, or at least you might like it. Go. Chris Paul. Chris Paul is an all-time great player, not of Clayton Kershaw's stature, but has obviously never been able to do it in the postseason. Well, here's what I will say. Here's why I like the comp. If Chris Paul has played, had played in the playoffs the way he does in the regular season, we would be talking about him on the list with Hmm. Steph and Isaiah Thomas and the other great smaller guards in NBA history, the little point guards, you know, the non-magic point guards. Th- th- that is the one thing that keeps him from being in that category. In the regular season, he absolutely is in that category. So it's a good comp. Anyway, I just wanted to, to sort of underline that. It's, uh, it's, it's tough because I, I, I am inclined to root for him. Like, I don't have a rooting interest in Padres Dodgers one way or the other. So I really wanted to see him pitch well last night. And he gives up a home run in the first inning to Manny Machado, and you're like, well, here we go. <laughs> This is exactly according to the script, and it's tough to watch. Okay, we have something extraordinarily funny coming up. At least I found it incredibly funny. We'll see if you do. Greeny, the podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. 
Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. We can once again feast our ears on people attacking Hambo for his terrible takes. This was the Michael K. Show uh, in New York yesterday with Michael Kay and Don LaGreca. Hembo on Greeny's show said the Yankees and the fans should be rooting for the Astros so they could slay the dragon. Yeah, you know what? I'll pass on the dragon. How did slaying the dragon go in 2004? I mean, how did that go? I mean, if they faced the Mariners and won, right? And let's say the Phillies beat the, the Braves and then the Phillies beat the Dodgers. Does the World Series mean any less because you beat the Mariners and the Phillies to win it than it would if you beat the Astros and the Dodgers? You want the path of least resistance. Why would you want well, a tough team like the Astros. Listen, if you looked into a crystal ball and you saw the Yankees are going to win, then yeah, you want to beat the Astros. You want to have the Astros win because you know you're going to beat them. But honestly, I love the tough guy talk, oh. but what does it mean? I mean, come on. In 2000, Michael, did I, was I sitting there upset the Cardinals beat the Braves because I wanted my revenge on the Braves? Sure, I wanted my revenge on the Braves, but you know what? The Cardinals were easier to beat and the Mets got to the World Series because of it. And would the Mets rather, would it have been a bad thing for the Mets if it was Seattle rather than the Yankees in 2000? The Yankees were miserable playing the Mets. Miserable. If they had lost that game, everything else would have been erased or that series. So you're 100, they're 100% right. And uh, as I finish my soup here, and Hembo, you're 100% wrong. Nuno, jump in here. You obviously were uh, the one uh, monitoring all of that and putting together all those sound bites. What, 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 as we sort of put a ribbon now on this part of the conversation, how do we sum it up? Well, we sum it up that Hembo's in his glory. Like, he's had... All these hosts attack him and for a horrendous take. Um, and he's look at the smile on his face. He's brimming ear to ear. He also, and the biggest thing, here it is, Hemble, you've root, and, root for a lot of losers. So you don't know what winning feel like. It's our, so, and that's yeah. what Yankees fans want. Yankees fans want championships. Yeah, that's, that's, that's right. Look, this, this got, to be clear, Greeny, this got so bad yesterday. Yeah. This take was so bad. That Michael Kay, the voice of the Yankees, yeah. 
a future Hall of Fame broadcaster, felt it his obligation to rebuke me on his show. Correct. That's really bad. Well, welcome, welcome to what this is. Like, this is the, the business that you have chosen. We go on the air. We say things. We put our stuff out there. And people are going to react to it. And I promise you, no matter how much you believe it and how smart you think you sound, some people aren't going to like it. So that's just, you know, that's, that's the name of this game. The one thing I know is that you didn't just say it in order to get attention, which makes it much, much worse. <laughs> and we continue in 15 seconds. I'm sorry, what? what, what? I'm sorry, what? what? I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? All right, so it was Hembo who actually called my attention to this. I, I feel a need to preface this by saying I found this funny. There is absolutely no political implication in the conversation we are about to have whatsoever. It came from Fox Business Channel. Is that right? So it came from the Fox Business Channel. Neil Cavuto hosts a show on the Fox Business Channel. And it is a business show, right? They're talking about the economy. And one of the big topics in the economy right now is inflation. So someone named Scott Martin, who is a contributor, went on and... Uh, was trying to give an illustration of how significant he feels the inflation problem currently is. Again, underline, I'm not making a statement about inflation. I'm not making a statement about the economy. These are people I don't know and have never heard of, but I found it incredibly funny. So he wants to tell you how bad inflation has become. And so he said this. Yes, I had a nice lunch at Taco Bell. Cost me about $28 at Taco Bell for lunch. Wait a minute. You spent $28 at yeah. Taco Bell for just yourself? <laughs> for lunch. Yeah, it's, really? it's true. Okay. That's, that's a lot of chalupas. Okay. So bring Bubba and Nuno in on this. Uh, Hambo is hysterical. Now, he's also sleep deprived. He's got the twins at home, Michelle and the other one. So he's, he's probably overreacting to how funny it is. But the more times I watched it on Hembo's phone, the funnier I did find it. The first thing about it that I find funny, and Nuno, let's, let's talk about this. Uh, uh, Nuno and Bubba, let, let's have a conversation about this. The first thing I find funny about it is that he describes his lunch at Taco Bell as a nice lunch. Now, look, I used to eat at Taco Bell all the time. When I worked at CLTV, Chicagoland Television, in Oak Brook, Illinois, we would make food runs all the time, and that was a very popular pickup. I am not here to knock Taco Bell. But there are two reasons you eat at Taco Bell. One is because it is inexpensive, and the other is because it is fast. I don't know that any two people have ever said to each other, hey, you want to go have a nice lunch today? Sure. Let's go to Taco Bell. Like, that's not... A nice lunch. Am, am I wrong? Am I overstating that? I don't mean this to sound. I like Taco Bell. I want to make it clear. I like Taco Bell. As fast food goes, it, it, it is among my favorites because I like the spiciness and all that kind of stuff. But Nuno, if you and Bubba said to each other, if you want to go grab lunch, we're running out to grab lunch, tastes good, price is right, that's why you're going. But if you said to him, you know what? We haven't caught up in a while. Let's go have a nice lunch. Is that, where you, is that where you would go? So did you find that a, a funny way to describe having lunch there? I did. I thought that was hilarious because Taco Bell is, you've had a few too many, 
sometimes and you you know like hey before you get home drop dr- you know like have the uber driver th- go through the uh, uh drive through grab some tacos go home and then pass out or you know you're younger that type of thing yeah if anything with a drive through i'm not going to say it was a nice lunch so let's so let's start with that so he says nice lunch and then he says yes i had a nice lunch at taco bell cost me about 28 dollars okay stand by <laughs> now i haven't been to a taco bell in a while i confess but someone get the menu open. <laughs> How much food would you have to order by yourself to spend $28 on lunch? Does anyone have that? Like, do you have it open? Can you open up a Taco Bell sure. menu? Uh, Bubba, like... I mean, you can do it. I mean... But how? How they exactly? Could, a, someone a Mexi- else. Whoever the Mexican third person... pizza combo is $9, so that's what is? not a Mexican... Pizza combo. So what comes in there? Looks like it's two tacos and a Mexican pizza and a soda. <laughs> okay, that's, that's enough for for two people to eat. At maximum, it's $9. enough for one very hungry person to $9. eat. That's $9. Yeah. You're not a third of the way I mean, to $28. I think, I think a lot of yeah. times, you know, people are ordering with their, uh, you know, their stomach bef- instead of their uh, their. What else? There. Give me something else on the so menu. you can go with a, a two chicken chalupas and a supreme, a supreme combo, So, which is... Almost ten bucks. Although there's no way they can't keep getting combos though, because that'll just keep getting multiple drinks and stuff. So, <laughs> and, and and so, but and again, a, a crunchy taco is just a dollar seventy. So I don't know. Did he get twenty eight tacos? That's what I'm saying. So the two combos you just mentioned. Let's say you're inordinately thirsty, and you're going to make them both combos because you want the drinks with both of them. You could order just once again. Think about all the things you just named: the number of tacos, the Mexican pizza, whatever else it is you just said. All of that. And you're at $19. You could feed a family of six on the amount of food you just described. That was a nice lunch. And we're, we're, we're two-thirds of the way to $28. So I just want to know what this guy ate. <laughs> Sir, I'll do the usual. I'll do 28 bean burritos and a water. <laughs> I mean, it is... Again, it's not as funny as Hembo thinks it is. We're losing yeah, he's, Hembo. He's, it's disturbing what he's doing right now. It is. I, I wish everyone was watching on the app right now because Hembo oh is losing it. Again, he hasn't gotten a lot of sleep, but it is funny. And I was told it was trending heavy. Yes, $28 of Taco Bell was trending yesterday, and everyone was trying to like mix and match. But like the, the common refrain, Greeny, would be if you had yourself $28 of Taco Bell, it would be your gastrointestinal Waterloo. You're it right. would kill you. Yeah. It could kill a man. That's, and Taco Bell tweeted as much. Uh, oh, yeah. So talk, to, to make clear that we're not making fun, we're the opposite of making fun of Taco Bell. So we, so we have someone that got it up to $25 before tax. So I think this might be some, an option. Let me so hear. You can get a one burrito supreme for $6, $6.09, one nachos bel grande, uh, $7.14, one Mountain Dew Baja Blast, $3.79, one nacho cheese Doritos Locos Taco Supreme, three nineteen, and one Doritos Cheesy Gordita Crunch Nacho Cheese five nineteen. Bubba, all that is twenty five forty. You're not making the point you think you're making. I'm just telling you what you could get. But I'm, is that one person's <laughs> worth of food? It's how, I mean, that's I'm, like, can we really make a point that inflation is killing us because? It now costs $28 to eat lunch at Taco Bell if you eat that much? Like, I think to illustrate the problems of inflation, one must, must use as an example 
a, a human being's amount of food and how much that costs. When I used to pick up Taco Bell, again, I'm going back to when I was, this is in the 90s, we would pick up from there, I, I want to say three times a week. I want to say like, you know, whoever was making the food run, I would give that person $4. <laughs> and that would be dinner. Like I would have more than enough food for my dinner. So I, I know that we are living in inflationary times. <laughs> But to go from $4 to $28, that's like Apple stock. Let me read you Taco Bell's tweet about this. From Please. Their yes, to account. make it clear, they liked it. We love our food too, but if you can eat $28 worth of Taco Bell for lunch, you are either a sperm whale, a sperm whale or a supreme gordita full of lies. <laughs> <laughs> that's from Taco Bell. From Taco Bell's So they themselves account. tweeted it. So again... This is the proceeding has not been a political discussion. I am taking no sides in any of this. We are not talking about inflation. We are talking about someone saying they ate $28 worth of Taco Bell and me saying I find that difficult to picture. Okay, we got one piece of business left for the day. Life is a series of choices. Who you got? Make a decision. Say it! Say it! All right, I'll say it. Who you got? All right, this is Bubba's time to shine. He's got a list of questions. I'm going to answer them. Let's go. By the way, real quick, Rini, say you're eating three hard shell tacos. You can't have those with a knife and fork, can you? Of course. You have to eat them with a knife and fork. Um, but actually, that's a good reason why I don't. I like the soft tacos. Soft Always tacos. been a soft really? taco, okay. man. Now, I don't know if they still have the same sauces. So but it soft, used to be soft, you can go knife and fork very easily. Uh, exclusively. Yeah. And I don't know if they still do it, but I used to have like one packet of the hot and mm-hmm. one packet of the mild, and I would put them both on. I'd open up the, the taco, pour one packet of each on there, roll it back up again, and eat it with a fork and knife. I want to say two of those, maybe three of those, was dinner. So and not 28? I don't exactly. <laughs> Yeah, that's not $28. I really think it was... Let's put it this way. I do not think it was more than $5. I do not. I, I, I could be remembering wrong. It's a long time ago, but I don't think it was more than $5. All right, go All ahead, right. Who You Got brought to you by Granger. We have the ESPN Radio Pick'em Challenge, and since you've been doing the opposite, you've been doing some things. You are now in first place. Yes. You were 9-5-1, just ahead of Spain and Fist. You are number one, so we got three games to do today. We're going to start with Cowboys and Eagles, Philadelphia, minus six. Who you got here? Okay, is there a public lean on this? Not going to help you here. Okay, well, this is great news because I honestly believe the Eagles are going to win. I believe the Eagles are going to win and they're going to kill them. I want the Cowboys to win for the benefit of all the stuff that we do on, my, on the TV show and everything else. And because it is the opposite of what I expect, bear in mind again, we are doing the opposite. If every instinct you have is wrong, then the opposite would have to be right. So my instinct is that the Eagles are better, that the Cowboys will finally miss Dak, and that the Eagles are going to run the ball down their throats, neutralize Micah Parsons, and win this game easily. Thus, my pick is Cowboys plus six. I am doing the opposite. That's the KOD pick. Next. Next one, we're doing Bills at Chiefs. Big game, Buffalo, minus two and a half. Who you got here? This, I, I really, is there a public lean here? Two-thirds of the public likes Kansas City. Well, that's bad. Why is that? Because I like Buffalo. Hmm. So now I either have to bet against myself or bet against the public. But the only better thing than fading me is fading the public. So do I do the opposite of me or do I do the op- <laughs> Bubba, should I do the opposite of me? I like being in first place in this thing. I want to continue that. Should I do the I think Buffalo is going to win? 
I think you got to go cover. opposite of yourself. I think. Opposite that's, of myself. That's what's been working more than anything. I will live with the with the public being on my side. I will take Buff. I will take the Chiefs. I will take the Chiefs plus the two and a half at home. That's the official pick. All right, one more. I mean, sometimes the public is right. You're never right. That's so. exactly right. The public is way better at this than I am. You're con- completely right. All right, last one for games: Ravens at the Giants, and this one is Baltimore minus six. Who you got here? Public. 85% of public money on Baltimore. Oh, beautiful. I will take the G-men because I don't really have a feel for that game. If I had to pick it one way or the other, I would take Baltimore and give the six. So this is the lock of all locks. Give me the Giants plus the six. Those are the official KOD predictions for this week. Hashtag KOD. The kiss of death. Let's keep doing this thing, guys. It is going very well so far. I like being in first place. Meanwhile, Bubba always mixes in some fun questions. Let's do it. All right, who you got? Brought to you by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is always there to help. Call clickranger.com or just stop by. And as we've been mentioning all day, today is Paul Simon's 81st birthday. Born in Newark, New Jersey, grew up in Queens, two-time member of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Who you got as your favorite Paul Simon song? Uh, it, it's so hard. He is my favorite musical artist. I genuinely love Paul Simon. If I have to pick a favorite song, the one that gets me every single time I hear it is the song America, which he wrote in the 60s, and it's a song that he did with uh, that he and our Garfunkel did together. It's actually a Simon and Garfunkel song, but Simon, Paul Simon wrote it. He wrote basically every song that he and uh, Simon and Garfunkel did. That's the song that to this day, every time I hear it, it still gets me right in the gut. There are so many others that I could choose. I love the song American Tune. I love the song um, Still Crazy After All These Years. I, I love... Every basically literally every song on the album Graceland, including Boy in the Bubble and Under African Skies. But if I have to pick one, I will pick the song America, which is a Simon and Garfunkel song. It's the third song they did when they did the concert in Central Park, which if you've never seen that, do yourself a favor and watch the concert, Simon and Garfunkel, the concert in Central Park sometime. And you will just be blown away at the beauty of the music that two people can create. All right, what else? You got time for one more? Yeah, and it's also, I like to say, today is happy birthday to Jerry Jones. Yeah, He's right. uh, 80 today, so we got to make sure we get a happy birthday to him. And tomorrow is National Dessert Day, so that's a big day. Who you got as your favorite dessert? Uh, let's go around the room with this one. I, I like a fruit pie. My favorite dessert is a fruit pie warm up with the vanilla ice cream. So I'll go apple, I'll go blueberry, I'll go apple because it's your standard and it's it's the one that you find the most often. You get me a really good piece of warmed up apple pie with a scoop of vanilla ice cream. There, in my view, there is no better dessert than that. What's your favorite, Hembo? I don't eat sweets. Of course you don't. You are wow. the least fun person in the entire world. That's the At only no thing. At no point do you have any dessert? Sometimes I have sliced tomatoes and I put sugar on them. All right, so uh, I'm going to go with a nice cheesecake. Oh, my God. You slice tomatoes and put sugar on them? That's the worst thing I've ever heard a person say in my life. Tomatoes are fruit. That is terrible. It's technically a fruit. Oh, my God. You're technically terrible. Bubba, what's yours? I, I go cheesecake as well. I love a good cheesecake. Uh, I like cheesecake. I don't love it. I like the fruit pie. My entire day has been ruined. I mean, that was terrible. By Hembo's favorite dessert. I'm not going to recover from that until tomorrow. ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to Greeny the Podcast. You can listen live each weekday morning at 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio and see it with the video on ESPN+. Also catch Greeny on Get Up weekday mornings at 8 on ESPN. 
and also available wherever you get your podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.